Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 12th, 2017. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily. Com. And I'm going to try and make this episode quick, but I do think there are a few uh, important points to, to come out of today uh, as the Orlando Magic fall to the Los Angeles Clippers, the LA Clippers, sorry, 105-96 to over at Staples Center in what was uh, an interesting game for sure for, for a number of reasons, and we'll chat about those reasons coming up here on the podcast. Also on today's episode, I'll talk about some of the weird lineups that Magic had to use with Serge Ibaka out, as well as some comments on the Magic's culture uh, and what it's going to take to fix this thing and, and what culture they need to have to get there. But to set that table, let's talk a little bit about uh, Wednesday night's game as the Magic fall to the Clippers 105-96. to This was a game that was not a nine-point game, and it was not a nine-point game in a good way. The Magic were in this game playing tough with the Clippers, the 27-14 and Clippers now on a five-game winning streak. They were in this game and really had every opportunity to win it. The Magic were had the lead heading into the fourth quarter. Their second unit really struggled. They gave up 32 points in the fourth quarter. Their defense just just left them for whatever reason. They gave up a couple of quick baskets to start the fourth quarter, and they never seemed to be able to get control again. I think it was a 10-2 run for the Clippers to start the fourth quarter. They went up by six, and they pretty much maintained that six-point lead for much of the final 12 minutes. But Orlando did get the lead down to two a few times. They did get the lead down to three a few times, and they just couldn't get the shots to fall that they needed to win the game. There's a few occasions. Nikola Vucevic missed an open jumper. Evan Fournier missed a couple open threes. DJ Augustin missed a three. Uh, the, the, the turning point play was late in the game with the Magic down by, I think it was two, maybe three points. DJ Augustine's in transition trying to get a layup. He ends up having his shot blocked. He, as well as two other Magic players, kind of looked at the ref and complained. Meanwhile, the Clippers were off to the races to the other end, and JJ Redick hit a back-breaking three-pointer to essentially seal the game and give the Clippers the 105-96 to victory. Again, this was a game that the Magic really did do a good job. They really did everything they needed to do to win, except for make shots at the very end. Uh, the defense came and went, but that was somewhat expected with Serge Ibaka out. If you remember, in in Sunday's game against the Lakers, Serge Ibaka fell kind of hard on his shoulder, uh, and it and, and was clearly bothered by it the rest of the game. He didn't practice Monday or Tuesday. Tried to give it a go Wednesday before the game, but uh, was ruled out. They're hoping that he'll be able to play Friday against Portland. Uh, no reason to think that he won't, but the Magic were without Ibaka for the first time, and they had to do some different things and try some funky lineups to, to get there uh, and give themselves a chance to win. And um, it, it had moderate success, which we'll, we'll discuss in, in just a little bit. But about this game, the Magic just could not get themselves... Uh, over that hump once again. And, and, and it's been, as far as inconsistency goes, there's been one thing that's been pretty consistent for the last 
month and a half, the Magic will follow a bad game with a good game. The Magic played poorly on Sunday against the Lakers. They followed it up with a good game against the Clippers. They just couldn't get the win. And results are ultimately what matters for this team. This Magic team is expecting to win games. They're expecting to compete in the playoffs. And that that is beginning to slip away as the team has now lost six of its last seven games. There are a few silver linings to point out, though. Uh, the big one being, of course, Aaron Gordon. He dominated the Clippers once again. Now, the LA Clippers do have to play a small lineup. They play J.J. Redick, Austin Rivers, and Chris Paul in, all together. And so Gordon was able to take them to the post, and the Magic were force-feeding him in the post, force-feeding him in areas that he can score. This is something that we've noticed the Magic doing since his struggles at the beginning of the year, where he is doing more post-ups, doing more things around the basket rather than we're trying to work players off the dribble. That's not who he is. That's not who the Magic need him to be either. And so Orlando's starting to do these things to to put him in better positions to score, and Gordon is rewarding them. He scored 28 points, shot 11 for 17 from the floor, scored 16 points in the first quarter, the most he scored in any single quarter in his career. Aaron Gordon played a fantastic game on Wednesday night. He did about everything he could to win the game. Maybe a few turnovers here or there. He ended up with three turnovers in the game. He's obviously still a, a work in progress. Actually, two turnovers in the game. I apologize. Two turnovers in the game. He's still a, a work in progress as far as learning how to take guys off the dribble, learning how to, to play um, the small forward position, but you can tell there's a growing comfort there. Uh, and, and if there's a bright spot at all to, to how the season has gone, Aaron Gordon has shown some star flashes um, you know, we talked a lot about that with Victor Oladipo, but Aaron Gordon is elite defensively, uh, or appears to be elite defensively, and he continued to show that as well, that offensively things appear to be coming along well for him too. On top of that, Nikola Vucevic was back in the starting lineup, which I think was a welcome sight for many to see. Uh, he, it sounded like from what Frank Vogel had to say, that that was something that they were planning on anyway, whether regardless of whether Ibaka was injured. So I, I would suspect that Nikola Vucevic will be in the starting lineup again on Friday, even if Ibaka's back. Vucevic provided some nice offense. He's been doing that pretty consistently for the last few games. Uh, certainly did that Sunday, one of the few guys Sunday who was confident enough to take take and make a shot. 16 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 12 rebounds. Um, his big area of struggle remained... Uh, or was on the offensive glass. He really struggled corralling De- DeAndre Jordan. He had to step up a lot because the guards, you know, perimeter defense has been a continuing problem for the Magic, uh, and they struggled with it again on Wednesday night. The Magic, though, got a little bit of what they needed, not a lot of what they needed. They played a very good game, but clearly was not quite enough to get the win. The Clippers did commit 21 turnovers, which helped the Magic tremendously stay in this game because Los LA shot 51.3% from the floor. The Magic really missed Serge Ibaka defensively, uh, whether it's just being able to tag a big uh, and keep him off the glass or or just being there to support Nikola Vucevic. Not necessarily to grab the rebound, because Serge Ibaka isn't the greatest rebounder, but just to get a body on DeAndre Jordan so someone else can grab the rebound. That's something that's very valuable, and that was something the Magic missed. And frankly, if we're going to play this 3-4 argument, the minutes Aaron Gordon played at the 4, he was not good at doing that. He wasn't good at sticking down and helping the helper, helping Vucevic behind him, or bodying up DeAndre Jordan and getting him off the glass. Maybe that's something he has to learn. Maybe not. Maybe we want to blame the other guy who was playing the four, Jeff Green, a little bit. But all in all, the Magic 
did a lot of the things they needed to do to win this game. They gave themselves a chance to win. That's all you can ask for on the road. It came down to making or missing shots. And, you know, uh, unlike Sunday's game where perhaps you could say, no, the Magic didn't take good shots and, and they missed they, they just they missed a lot of bad shots. This game at the end, they took a lot of good shots and they missed them. And that's something you can live with, to be frank, especially against a team like the LA Clippers, as good as they are. What's going to be important, though, because this there are no moral victories. What's going to be important, though, is the Magic have to build off this this performance. It's something they've struggled to do for the last month. They have to come in Friday and play with the same energy, the same intensity, the same intent, um, as, as, as nebulous as that word is when it comes to how a team plays. They have to play with the same intent, uh, and they have to pull out a win at the end. That's obviously easier said than done heading into Portland, which is always a tough place to play, and the Blazers are coming off a victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday, although tricky circumstances for both teams on that with the snowstorm in Portland. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. But I think what everyone's going to talk about with, with this Magic game against the Clippers is that, uh, uh, that you know, what the absence of Ibaka did to this team. It forced the Magic to experiment. And that's something that a lot of people have been waiting for this Magic team to do and waiting for this group to do over and over and over again. Everyone's been begging. Put Aaron Gordon at the four. Everyone's been begging. Play Mario Hazonia. Everyone's been begging for these things to happen. And the Magic experimented, and largely it worked on Wednesday night. Largely it worked. And I think that's something that the Magic are going to have to consider doing again and moving forward to Friday's game. Trying new things. Because clearly what they were doing before was not working. They've lost six of seven games now, actually. And I would argue, and I think a lot of Magic fans would argue, and I would certainly be open to this argument as well, that some of the things that, that some of the reasons that they lost on Wednesday night in LA are because of going back to the old way of doing things, going back to the familiar rotation that has not had the success that it used to have or has not had the success it's, it, it, at all lately. Let me make my point here. Aaron Gordon, six, 16 points in the first quarter. He was doing a lot of things that he, he he normally does, regardless of who's in the lineup. And trusting him more, I think, is the absolute way to go. Uh, in Wednesday's game, he played 39 minutes. Some of that certainly because Serge Ibaka was out. Some of that also because Jeff Green got into very early foul trouble. That forced the Magic to go small very early in this game. And Aaron Gordon was was beating Austin Rivers, beating J.J. Redick in the post. He, you know, you could see Gordon's eyes getting big, and the Magic were feeding him. When Gordon had to switch to power forward, he took he took Brandon Bass out on the perimeter and drove on him really, really well. It was good proof that Gordon can play both positions. And really, you know, in this three four debate that that is still kind of rocking the NBA world and rocking Magic fans and Magic fans debate endlessly. No, he's a four. No, he's a three. He's both. 
I, I mean, I, I think he's absolutely both. And I think what's important, though, for the Magic is keeping him on the perimeter for defensive purposes, not for offensive purposes. I agree. Offensively, he's a four. Defensively, he's a three. But the ability for him to do both, on offense especially, is extremely valuable. That versatility is exactly the reason why the Magic drafted him. And Gordon looked like an all-star. Again. And we're saying this more and more now. It's not consistent yet. It's not at the level that it needs to be quite yet. But Gordon is continuing to look better and better and better and better. And that's a good thing, of course. No one's going to complain about this. But the Magic also need to rely on him just a little bit more. For the season, he's not averaging very many minutes or many more minutes than Jeff Green. Uh, For the year, he's averaging... I'm trying to pull this up here. Uh, 26.7 minutes per game. He's barely playing more than half the game. It's beginning to become time to play him more, to give him more opportunity, to treat him like he is this important player. And I think one of the reasons the Magic lost this game Wednesday is they didn't trust Gordon Completely. I think at the end of the game, they went back to the old ways, the, the what worked in the old times. They went to Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic and DJ Augustin. And, and I'm not saying that's necessarily the wrong thing because those guys have proven themselves over the course of long careers and they've proven themselves over the course of uh, the season even that they can produce. But this was Aaron Gordon's game. And the Clippers didn't have anyone who was going to stop him. And I think now's the time, or, or, you know, certain times, and this game is certainly one of them where he's scoring 28 points, it's a time to turn to Aaron Gordon, to turn to what's working. Because DJ Augustin shot two for nine. Evan Fournier shot three for eight. Neither of them made a three-pointer. And that's not to say, and Aaron actually made four of the Magic Six three-pointers in this game. That's not to say it's going to be Aaron Gordon every night, but this night needed to be an Aaron Gordon night. And, And I tweeted it at one point, Aaron, you need to ride Aaron Gordon to the finish. And I think the Magic didn't do that. And I think that was something, that was a mistake that the team made in this game that I think did end up costing them. And honestly, if you ask Magic fans, they'd rather lose with Aaron Gordon kind of leading the way than to rely on on the old reliable, so to speak. And, And this game was not a game for them, as I'll explain in just a bit. The second thing that they experimented a little bit more with was Mario Hazonia coming to the game. Uh, and, and for a while now, we've talked a lot about Mario. Um, I've, I think I did a, was it two days ago? Was it Monday that I did, that I did, had some comments on Mario um, and played that comment about him getting his opportunity and having a chance soon. Mario got his chance, and, and it, would, it came, unfortunately, because of injury, but Mario got his chance. And I have to say, I, I thought he played pretty well under the circumstances. He's still a little bit out of rhythm. Um, he was a little hesitant sometimes with the shot. He didn't score any points. He didn't make any shots, but he made a couple of nice assists. He had a nice. Uh, they did a nice little floppy action where Hazonia curled around the screen uh, and immediately caught the ball on the run, heading toward the basket, curling around the screen, coming toward the basket, and then flipped it over his head to Biombo for a dunk. It was a fantastic play that showed Hazonia's vision and creativity on with the pass and getting Hazonia moving downhill looking to make plays, is exactly what Hizonia can do in the NBA these days. That's exactly what his role should be on an NBA team right now. Spot-up sh- spot shooting 
and creating in the open floor. That is where Hazonia is going to make his money. And the Magic, I thought, started running some plays and giving him some confidence. And it was good to see that. And then he added another nice nice uh, lob to Biombo as well. Where Hazonia still struggles is on the defensive end, and, and there's no denying this. The effort is there. The intent is there. The ability right now is somewhat missing. Um, he got beat a few times uh, trying to get around screens. Uh, he got matched up on Jamal Crawford. I don't think that was the intention, but he got matched up on Jamal Crawford and struggled to keep him in front. He even fouled him on a three-pointer. Uh, and in his second stint in the second half, or in his second stint, which occurred in the second half, uh, that uh, that foul ended up getting him pulled for the game. I saw enough from Hazonia. You know, just the, to me... Just that little bit of new energy, though, that little bit of mixing things up, I think was good for this team and allowed them to compete against one of the best teams in the league. And and that's what the Coopers are. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, and so I think that um, it was good to see some new blood. Uh, it's unfortunate that an injury kind of forced the Magic to shuffle their rotation a little bit. But I would like to see Hazonia get another opportunity Friday. I would. I, I think it was good for the Magic overall because, like I said, what was old didn't work. Evan Fournier struggled down the stretch. I didn't mind Nikola Vucevic taking the shots that he took. Uh, they went to him in the post. They played a lot through him at the end of the game. I didn't mind that so much. But running pick and rolls with Augustin, that didn't quite work. Running pick and rolls with Fournier didn't quite work this game. And it was clear it wasn't working throughout the game. And yet, they continue to go to that well. And going back to that well, there's you know just one player that that seems to embody... Uh, and, and seems to become be becoming the scapegoat for the Magic season in a lot of ways, rightly or wrongly, and that's Jeff Green. And Jeff Green, I think, had one of his worst games of the season with the Orlando Magic. 3-for-13 shooting, 0-for-3 from beyond the arc. They ran a bunch of isos for him that all did not work. Uh, he was a little slow defensively, I thought. Um, he was in the wrong spot a few times. He wasn't making those extra efforts that you have to see for a successful defense. Um, you know, defense is a very difficult thing to, to measure. It's a very difficult thing to quantify because it's it's a matter of effort and want to. You can make a good closeout, but making that extra effort makes that closeout just a little bit better. And I think that's the part that was missing from Jeff Green's game tonight. I, I may be completely wrong uh, on that. Um, I'm sure you know Frank Vogel has his reasons for continuing to play Jeff Green as much as he does, but to me, it's clear Aaron Gordon's better than Jeff Green, and, and Aaron Gordon needs to be playing the majority of minutes. He needs to be playing true starters minutes, getting up near 30 minutes a game, probably past 30 minutes a game. But Green continues to seem to be a drain. When he came in, the ball stopped moving, and, and the team struggled a lot more. And it's getting much, you know, and, and, and you know when I talk to people, I tend to talk from where I think the Magic are coming from. I don't necessarily give my opinion all the time um, because I don't necessarily believe that my opinion is, is any better than any of yours, to be honest. So I try to explain things. You know, I try to, you know, when I give an opinion, I try to explain myself a little bit, explain my, explain why I, believe, why I believe the way I believe, but mostly I try and articulate what I think the Magic are thinking sometimes. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not necessarily my opinion, but, you know, it... it that's that's kind of where I come from sometimes when I'm talking to people. I, I play devil's advocate a lot with people. I, I I like to I do like to challenge people when when I talk to them about what's going on with the team. Even from that sense, it's getting harder and harder to justify Jeff Green being out there. And you know, on a night where the Magic were experimenting a lot more and doing a lot more different things that they don't normally do, 
seeing a Jeff Green ISO just made it very difficult to say, what are you doing? Seeing Jeff Green struggle on the defensive end the way he did made it seem like it's, what are you doing? Jeff Green's going to continue to get his opportunity. He's going to continue to be in the starting lineup. I don't think that, or not in the starting lineup, but continue to get minutes. That's that's not going to change because he Vogel does rely on him. Vogel does trust him. This, is, this isn't a matter of skill or talent. It's a matter of trust right now. If Mario Azonia wants more minutes, he's got to play better defensively and gain Vogel's trust. He's being held, frankly, to a higher standard than Jeff Green, fair or unfair. It's probably a little bit unfair at this point. But Jeff Green is, you know, was part of the problem in Wednesday's game, in my opinion. And um, Wednesday's game was a game about trying new things, experimenting, and getting some fresh life. And it just felt like Jeff Green was sucking some of the life out of the team. And, and that that's not obviously what the Magic want. But, you know, through all that experimentation, through, through all those different things that the Magic did, they still lost the game. And, and that's ultimately all that matters when it comes to this team, is did you win or did you lose? And the Magic lost Wednesday night. And so I'm... Talking, I've talked a little bit, you know, certainly sounding like there's a moral victory here that, you know, the Magic did a good, had a good game, and I've said that the Magic went good game, bad game again, and then they had a bad game Sunday, they had a good game Wednesday. They didn't get the win. And quickly, it's becoming apparent that this team is really, really struggling and really, really fighting here. Uh, just to stay, not only just to keep their, themselves, their heads above water, but to stay in this playoff race. And... To fix this, it's going to take getting back to the very core of who this organization is and who this organization wants to be. Last week, uh, Frank Vogel was talking before a game and was asked about how the Magic established this, cult- this culture and-, and how the Magic right the ship that they're struggling with right now. And he said, quote, It's on all of us. We are a togetherness culture. I don't preach togetherness among the 15 guys in uniform. I preach togetherness organization-wide. The front office has a job. The coaching staff has a job. When one area is not getting it done well enough, it's on all of us. It's not on them. It's not on me. It's on all of us. We all assume a responsibility for it, end quote. That's, that's what the Magic want to be. That's To me, that is going to be, in essence the Magic's mission statement is we want to be a group that everyone is held accountable to the same standard. That everyone strives for excellence. And so right now, there's a lot of questioning and a lot of failure going around. Because this team doesn't feel together. And certainly... What, what Vogel's saying is saying, I've got to be better. I mean, he's pointing the finger at himself. He's saying, you know, he's possibly telling Rob Hennigan, you know, this team may need some help. You know, you've got to be looking for ways to to make this team better and fix its problems. But most importantly, and, and I do like to keep things on the court because that's ultimately, you know, what the product is and, and what um, sells tickets and, and what wins games, ultimately comes down to the team trusting each other and playing together. 
this is something that's at the very core of what Frank Vogel wants the Magic to do. Offensively. Offensively, he says, we need to trust the pass. Offensively, he says, we need to move the ball, work together. There's no one-on-one player that's going to dominate games for this team. So they have to move the ball to get good shots. And they have to trust each other to be there. And I think on offense, there's a little bit of a lack of trust in what they're running, in each other. You don't see quick passes to the to the perimeter. You don't see quick passes around, necessarily. But the team just doesn't seem on the same page. That goes especially on defense, where I think it's it's even more pronounced. On defense, you can see the Magic are struggling to help the helper. You can see the Magic are struggling to be there for each other. You can see when the team is guiding players to the spots they're supposed to guide them to and the help isn't there or the guard doesn't recover fast enough. More than any other place, defense is where this trustworthiness, this togetherness is most important. And we're not seeing that at all right now. We're not seeing this team playing together all the time. We certainly saw it in spurts on Wednesday, and we see it on spurts in in a lot of games. But it's not consistent, and it's certainly not there on the defensive end right now. And the Magic aren't going anywhere until it gets there. This notion of togetherness is at the very, very core of what the Magic are trying to do this year. And here we are at the midpoint of the season still talking about it. Still trying to figure out how the Magic are going to get there. And that's going to be a continuing struggle for this team. That's going to be something that's going to be a continuing storyline for this team as we move on to the second half of the season. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. Once again, the Orlando Magic fall to the Los Angeles to the LA Clippers. I'm still getting used to that. To the LA Clippers, 105 to 96 over at the Staples Center. The road trip continues Friday night in Portland against Portland Trailblazers. We'll have a complete preview of that game on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, plus some other goodies uh, for you on the show. Uh, I'm hoping to have a mid-season review for you for MLK Day on Monday. So. Uh, be prepared for that podcast to, to hit to hit on the holiday. Uh, you know, in case you're in case you have to work that day or not, the Magic play the Nuggets that day anyway, so it'll be a game day. So good good chance to to catch up on the first half of the season as we will hit the midpoint of the season after Friday's game. We are at game 41 upcoming. We're at game 40 going on 41 right now, so we're near the midpoint of the season and and definitely a good time to review. Um, we've done plenty of review, and you can check out all the work that we do on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, as we prepare to uh, review and, and recap and look forward to the rest of the NBA season and the rest of the Magic season as well. For Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I want to thank you all for listening once again, and we'll see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Ace's the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.